Well, hello, hello, sir. It's been a while. It has. Uh, I had a death in the family, and you moved. So, uh, yeah, good to be one back. Yeah, of those is way more joyful about. than the other one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, see, the worst part is, is that uh, my other grandmother is, uh, well, she's in hospice care because she is also about to die. So, yeah, it's not fun. Um, but, you know, life goes on. And there are plenty of idiots in the world to criticize. Have you lost a grandfather? So, uh, I lost my Peppa when I was about two and a half. So I don't really remember him. Okay, because I was going to say if like you had both of your, or all of yours, then I was going to be like, our story's kind of mirrored. Because I lost both my grandfathers within like, you know, a couple of years. <laughs> it's kind of like back to back. That's rough, man. So like... I don't know. Maybe it was just opposites. But anyway, let's talk about idiots. I don't want to talk about death right now. Exactly. Let's uh, let's bring up the the we'll, we'll tackle the low hanging fruit today. Oh, it's the not AOC. Idiots. Uh, well, she is low hanging fruit, but she's not who I'm talking about this week. <laughs> um. So since everyone since Preston uh moved this week or last week, um, he has no articles. So. All these uh, eight articles I'm going to talk about in this segment are all my articles. So if you thumbs down uh, anything, you're directly thumbs downing, uh, thumbs downing him. So I'll be right there with you. It's okay. Thumbs me down. I don't care. Um, I'll put my thumbs But anyway, there, right? so previously uh, this segment would have been called uh, This Week in Stupid. But to avoid any conflict with the name of that and, you know, who actually does those kinds of shows... Um, I figure it's better to just call this top idiots of the week because I, I think that I think that's more fun. Uh, and we'll award a golden toilet each of us a, a, a piece a week. Or if you uh, want to think about it as an event, you could think of it as the golden toilet awards. Yeah, the Whatever golden toilet awards. <laughs> uh, yeah, and we'll and we'll do this weekly going forward. Um, so this week uh, there are eight idiots uh, that I want to recognize. So let's just uh, get right into this. For their outstanding achievements. Exactly. So CNN reporter draws ridicule for congratulating herself. Colleagues on Trump answering questions. Too bad the Biden press pool hardly ever does this. Uh, So if we look into here, so CNN White House correspondent Caitlin Collins drew ridicule Thursday for congratulating herself and fellow White House reporters after President Trump answered some of their questions. The crew that got President Trump to answer his first questions in over three weeks, Collins tweeted, proud to be a part of it. Happy Thanksgiving. She included a group selfie of her fellow reporters who wear masks, but not socially distanced. So they got Trump to ask questions and they're parading it about like it's a big deal. I I just, I don't get why, like what? I mean, to be fair, it kind of seems like whenever, like, a toddler does something that, that they think is awesome, but the rest of us are like, that's kind of a normal occurrence. Why are you celebrating? But you got to be happy for them. So, yeah. I mean, I just think it's something like that, because, like, obviously their lives have zero meaning outside of this stuff. You peed and, in the uh, toilet. Congratulations. You've yeah. done what everybody else in the world is capable of yeah, doing. Yeah, but yours is special. Oh, Yeah. And, and this, is, this is where it gets fun and really helps to illustrate the stupidity of what Caitlin Collins uh, has done. 
So uh, obviously critics lambasted Collins for the display of self-regard, uh, while others hoped journalists would be equally as aggressive with the incoming Biden administration. Oh, um, and because this is going to be uploaded in podcast form now, so there won't be an accompanying video, um, the picture that she took, by the way, it is a group selfie with about, it uh, looks like eight total individuals. They all have masks on. But, I mean, they're really tight-knit together. So it's just kind of illustrating the hypocrisy of they don't social distance. They, they don't the rules for thee, but not for me. They don't care about COVID or anything like that. So just, just to illustrate what we're looking at uh, for the people on the podcast, So uh, since they can't see it. So uh, then we have a comment on Twitter. Uh, this is from Ellen Carmichael. Uh, and she says, Obama went six months without holding a presser. Uh, in the midst of the financial crisis and pushing through single biggest bill in American history, Obamacare, in mid-2009 to early 2010. Trump gave a daily three-hour stream of consciousness press conferences at the height of COVID. And they're kind of right. I mean, Trump was doing the daily COVID briefings, and I was even watching them. Um, I mean, to be fair, nothing in the world was going on at that point in time, so just hearing the Cheeto talk was entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> it's always interesting to listen to Trump talk. Um, but then another critical comment from uh, on Twitter, we have uh, Pradheep J. Shanker. Uh, and they say, uh, they literally think they are heroes. And he's not wrong. I mean, the lack of self-awareness from uh, Caitlin Collins is just, it's just funny. Um, we have another comment, Omri Saren. Happy Thanksgiving to you as well. How many weeks since y'all got Biden to answer questions about China corruption? Um, I'm not exactly sure that Biden has answered much about China corruption, aside from just uh, denying it outright. Um, but point is, uh, this is just dumb. Uh, Caitlin Collins, you're an idiot. Plain and simple. You know, you are a problem with the media. You think that getting Trump to answer questions is a big deal when you are not asking Biden tough questions. Uh, the political media nowadays handles Biden with kid gloves. And they handle him with kid gloves because he's an addled, demented old man. That's all. You got anything to add before we uh, get to the next idiot? Um, I just think my views are a little different than yours because I've been out of the politically charged atmosphere for, you know, about a week or so. And so I'm just like, it just seems like somebody who, you know, is, is proud of something they did in their job. But then again, you put it in context. And uh, I mean, did you expect anything less from the media? I mean, all CNN does is ask tough questions of Trump or whoever is on the right. And they don't care about asking questions to whoever's on the, you know, on the left. They don't care if they don't get an answer from them in, you know, like a year. So, I mean, part of me is like, well, they're just highlighting their job accomplishment. And obviously their job is just stupid. But, uh, you know, no, it's just stupid. It's it's literally just, it's, it's a five-year-old's, I don't know, a, a five-year-old's trophy that they're exactly. so happy they got. It's and, their participation award. Yeah, it, it was the gold star the teacher gave them for showing up today and, and breathing. So <laughs> That's a very unflattering 
it's not going to win the award because it doesn't deserve that. But it is definitely, most definitely, childishly stupid. Oh, yeah. Um, so this is an interesting one. Um, oh, hang on. Oh, this is just a video. Um, so I'm just going to talk about this one for a moment here. You've been bamboozled. So, uh, I have been bamboozled. I was under the impression that this was an article, not a video. Um, and I don't really want to play it because it's from Fox News, and I don't particularly want to get copyright striked. Uh, but I'll just summarize uh, kind of what's going on here. So uh, Fulton County, under fire from Georgia officials, defends A-plus handling of election and hearing. So for those of you who live under a rock and are unaware, Fulton County is also the location of where we have Suitcase Gate. Uh, Suitcase Gate being the uh, counting of ballots from underneath a table after all election watchers and poll watchers left. I love these names. Holy crap. Oh, yeah. They, they come up with some with some great stuff. Um so the the Fulton County officials that are saying that, oh, nothing to see here. Everything is perfectly fine. Pay no attention and we'll, to the man behind the curtain. Exactly. And we'll go into much more in-depth with this uh, in a little bit. Uh, I've actually gotten a, a more in-depth article that is uh, actually a debunk of the claim of uh, Suitcase Gate. But it doesn't really debunk anything. If anything, it kind of just says... Well, yeah, it happened, but it's not a big deal. And it's like, no, 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 this is a big deal. This is this is a very big deal. Uh, because the amount of votes that were tabulated, uh, estimated to be tabulated in, the, in those bunches was about 24,000 votes. That's more than enough. Uh, and and let's, let's be real. They were all for Biden. We know they were. You know, that's just how that kind of stuff goes. So those 24,000 votes swung the election. Uh, and Georgia might have gone for Trump instead. So I think that uh, the Fulton County officials are grossly inept, and they're stupid. Uh, I, I don't think there's any getting around that. You know, and in two days, we'll have the safe harbor deadline. Uh, but the next day, the Supreme Court is hearing a case out of Pennsylvania for uh, the election up there. You know, I'll, I'll be honest, uh, my gut says Trump is still going to win somehow, but we will see. So, you know, it's it's always baffled me how people in such high positions or with such important, uh, albeit sometimes obviously stupid jobs, um, can literally have something happen in their job that is straight out of like a, a like a B list crime novel, and and not think there's anything fishy. Like this is something that some kind of new writer would write into their crime book like, oh, and they brought in a briefcase full of full of fake ballots and we're counting it under the table. And and the Republicans were none the wiser because they sent everyone home and, you know, something meant to be freaking obvious. And they're <laughs> sitting here like, no, this wasn't a problem at all. This is not, nothing to see here. I'm just like, really? Hey, no attention to the man behind. Really? Really? <laughs> So yeah. I guarantee you, if, if all those votes had been for Trump, there would be riots in the streets. It would be on every news network. People wouldn't be sleeping until this was overturned. So I just, the hypocrisy. Oh, yeah. I, uh, you just, you cannot convince me that Joe Biden 
the man who couldn't even get 50 people to come into his rallies across the country was somehow able to get more than 80 million votes. I just, I don't believe it. I, I, I mean, think, I think that there's, go ahead. I think that there's insane uh, impropriety and fraud going on. I think that the only logical way that I see that that, that actually happened, that all that's legitimate, that he actually won, because I mean, there is a possibility he actually won, but I don't think people voted for him. I think people just voted against Trump. Like I, and I, I get that. I literally think it was just Trump against himself. And yeah. Well, it was I mean, Trump against the media, really, because if the media had just been fair and covered both candidates properly and stopped the orange man bad narrative and covered Biden's scandals as well, Trump would have won in a landslide. I still think he could have lost, like, reasonably with that, because, there's I mean, there still is a ton of people that just hate him for him, which is, I mean, I you can vote based on whatever you want to vote for. So if, if, if you just hate who Trump is, OK, vote against him. But, yeah, but nobody hated Trump until he ran for president. Eh, there were some people, but now that well, he... I mean, it definitely sure. escalated, you know, like, exponentially. Definitely. So, the next idiot of the week is our oh, dear YouTube. I love YouTube. Exactly. Uh, so this is from the Daily Wire, um, and I'm going to be posting links to all these articles uh, that we use in the videos going forward um, in the comment uh, section... Or, rather in the description box below uh so if you want to check them out uh yourself uh feel free to so people on the podcast uh navigate to the youtube channel uh or BitChute or rumble uh you can find us there at probably offensive podcast so uh just you know plugging ourselves there if you have any more places that way like where you'd like us to upload um feel free to drop that in the comments as well because we're i mean we're more than willing to upload wherever you guys want so Whatever's convenient for you, let us know. I mean, I'm uploading across a lot of different places, but yeah, totally. So, YouTube, uh, definitely are idiots. So, unthanksgiving, YouTube scolds Americans for treatment of indigenous peoples. Gets dragged on Twitter. Well, of course. So, YouTube used Thanksgiving as an opportunity to scold Americans for how indigenous peoples were treated historically. For Indigenous and Native Americans, the fourth Thursday of November is dedicated to Indigenous history, activism, and resistance. The official Twitter account of YouTube wrote, it's called Unthanksgiving. Unthanksgiving is about acknowledging, educating, and honoring centuries of Indigenous resistance, the Google-owned company explained. Coinciding with New England's National Day of Mourning, Unthanksgiving activates... Uh, Alcatraz Island, the site of a 19-month occupation by Bay Area natives in 1969. So, uh, it's called Thanksgiving, YouTube. I'm, I'm, I guess you missed the memo. Uh, but YouTube, you know, unaware that they're definitely putting their foot in the mouth and just really being stupid, they, they, they continue the stupid, okay? It's not like when an idiot opens his mouth and might realize, oh, shit. You know, I just said I just said the thing I shouldn't have said. No, YouTube kept going. So they go on to say, for generations, Native Americans and indigenous persons have shared their experiences using Unthanksgiving as an opportunity for intergenerational and intercultural dialogue. Generations before have lived on these lands. Days like Unthanksgiving are opportunities for learning and understanding whose land you live on. Well, I live on my land. I bought my land. I have the deed to it. I could show you. Um, now look, 
on a more realistic level, I get it. Uh, the idea of unThanksgiving, in a way, kind of does make sense. Um, you know, what happened to uh, the Native Americans uh, is not was not a good thing. But that doesn't mean that you should hold people today accountable for it. It's not my fault that everyone's ancestors hundreds of years ago killed Native Americans, drove them off of their homeland, and everything like that. Um, you know, I don't want to sound uh, cold and uncaring, but I just don't care necessarily so much about people's gripes about the past. You know, you're not going to convince me that I should care too terribly much about what people did hundreds of years ago when it doesn't affect me today. Yeah, so I'm getting pretty sick of that. I mean, I'm getting pretty sick of people uh, blaming individuals alive today for things that happened when they weren't even a thought. So, uh, I mean, I just don't see how that's productive at all. I do understand the importance of remembering atrocities that happened in the past. And, you know, not celebrating them, but just bringing, bringing them back to light so hopefully we don't repeat those again. Um, and just, you know, trying to honor the people that, you know, were wronged in those. Like, I, I don't think we should stop, you know, uh, teaching kids about the Holocaust and atrocities that happened then. So, and I also don't think we should stop teaching people that, you know, slavery happened or that, you know, we, or that uh, colonists, you know, basically abused Native Americans and put, took their land and things. But this is now, we're living in the present. We have better things to do than to try to rectify things that happened so long ago that you can't even really rectify because the people that it happened to aren't alive anymore. Amen. Um, and as far as Thanksgiving goes, I really think that, uh, you know, Google and, and a lot of these big businesses are overshooting everything. Um, you got to realize, I, I, I don't think Thanksgiving is really a celebration in, in everyone's houses of, you know, the original colonists coming over and, celebrating a harvest i think that everyone's just happy to be with their families and everyone's just happy to be around people that they love and care about and be thankful for stuff like that so like i think it's the meaning has evolved and the sooner that our mainstream media and our politicians and everyone like that can accept that things evolve um the better off we'll be because you know the the constitution wasn't written in 2020 and these holidays were not you know they they weren't thought up in 2020 but things need to evolve. Definitely. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't learn about the past. Definitely we should. But you shouldn't bash people over the head about it today. So I don't need you pushing in my face all the time that I'm a terrible person because I'm white. Well, newsflash. I don't care. I'm a white guy. I'm straight. Yeah, sure. Cishet patriarchy whatever, you know, all, all that good stuff. Yeah, sure. Okay. I don't care. I just don't care. I mean, I don't look at a Cracker Barrel sign and think, oh, so they want to put white people in barrels and then get mad at it? Like, just not, it's just not a thought. I mean, it's just not a thing. Oh, buddy. Um, now, this one, I'm not really sure who to attribute this idiocy to. Um, but this is just dumb. Um, and I mean dumb. Uh, Michigan State Representative confirms Rudy Giuliani farted during an election hearing. How is this news? How is this news? Exactly. I don't. I don't get it. I really don't get it. Um, this 
this is a non-story. This is a nothing burger. Who cares? This is the kind of gossip that would happen in middle school and high school. Like, oh, so-and-so farted. Oh, my God. I, I hated those people. Those are the kinds of people that deserve to be bullied because they're idiots. This is the kind of shit that belongs on, like, a tabloid magazine that's, like, I don't know, like, right beside Bigfoot married a pillow. Like, come Bigfoot. on. <laughs> I, could, I could imagine Bigfoot with some, uh, like, anime girl uh, body pillow and he marries it. Oh, that'd be so funny. Yeah, some, like, waifu <laughs> body pillow. Yeah, it's just, it's just, come on. So just just to expand upon the story just a little bit, just to illustrate this how dumb expansion. this is, Holy. Cares. Yeah, so after a viral video appeared to show Rudy Giuliani experiencing flatulence during a Michigan election hearing on Wednesday, a state lawmaker has chimed in to say the fart was real. Gasp. People fart. Who knew? Don't you mean gas? <laughs> gas. <laughs> Uh, there were two instances during the hearing in which President Donald Trump's attorney uh, appeared to pass gas. Democrat State Rep. Darren Cam Camilleri said both farts did indeed happen and were not edited into the video. Uh, so, okay, he's my idiot then. Darren Camilleri, you're an idiot. This doesn't matter. This literally doesn't matter. Um, and I'm not going to talk about this much more, but I just want to... Uh, let you know why people are just so stupid like this is just this is silly this this is nothing more than schoolyard gossip and all they're trying to do when they say this is they're just trying to paint rudy giuliani in a bad light they're just trying to delegitimize him by saying huh, huh, he farts no one cares can we not no like cover things with more substance come on guys like can we not i don't know just crack open a scientific study like just go 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 find the study for the, the like the Pfizer vaccine, and just go break it down for an article, and you would have saved us all so much more, so much more room in our head. That's that's just that's just pathetic. Oh yeah. And uh, now we've got an interesting idiot. Uh, so this is on the New York Times. Uh, why is my uncle so mad about student debt forgiveness? A reader wonders how to talk to a salty boomer. Progress. You wouldn't stand in the way of progress, would you, dear uncle? Nah, nah, this 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 is dumb. This this is some stupid shit right here. Uh so the reader, uh which they go on to say, I guess this is kind of like a Ask Nancy sort of article or something like that. But the guy writes into uh the writer of the article is uh Philip Galanis. Um hey, Philip Philip, wait, wait, Philip, um, why do you care? <sighs> Who knows? Who knows? Anyways, so his reader uh, writes to him, and they say, I am a recent college graduate. I am also drowning in student debt. On my salary, there's no way I can save money or think about buying an apartment while I make large payments on these loans. Oh, pause, pause, pause. Philip, 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 you're missing some things again. Um, where do you live this is not, and what this degree is not do Philip. you have? We need some information here, Philip. Okay, if if you graduated with like like a degree in baking, slow down, buddy. Come on, this ain't this ain't Philip talking. This is Philip's reader. Okay, this is this is this is his reader. Uh, oh, this is. All right, so yeah. okay, okay, okay. I I thought you said that the person's name was Philip. 
the the writer of the article is, but this uh, this uh, uh, text right here, uh, this is his reader uh, writing to him. Okay, Philip, um, I apologize, reader. Um, this is directed at you. <laughs> Uh, this will continue for 15 years at least. The pandemic pause on payments has been a huge relief, and I'm excited by the possibility of our new president doing something to forgive some of my student debt. But when I talked to my uncle about this, he got angry and took it very personally. No one forgave my student loans. I didn't know how to respond, or if I should have, but it's awkward now. Any advice? Now, I'm, I'm a level with you, man. Here's my advice. Move. Get a better paying job. Uh, maybe you shouldn't have gone to school. Um, I don't know what you're doing. I don't know where you live. But a lot of a lot of our situations in life happen because of our own choices. And if you made the wrong choices, I am sorry. You are going to have to lie in the bed that you have made. You are going. Everything to happens to because of our choices. Even if some like outside scenario makes something happen, you have a decision to make after that and how you react. You can mitigate aside from a meteor hitting the planet and killing us all. Yeah, you can mitigate just about anything else. Oh yeah, um, but I, I do want to kind of go on to uh, into how uh, Philip replies. Um, so your uncle's apparent grievance at the prospect of social progress seems odd. You hear that, people? Free money is social progress. That's nice. You know, if I had known that Biden was... If I had known that somebody was going to forgive all of my student loan debt, you know what I would have done? I wouldn't have paid any of it. I'd have just held on to it, not pay anything. I mean, you know, just... What are they What are they going to do? Uh, garnish your wages? They can only take like 10%. And then you just wait for the student loan forgiveness, and ta-da, it's all gone. Um, but no, that's, that, that's wrong. Like you borrowed the money, you've got to pay it back. You know, this, this, you've done this to yourself, but we'll, we'll, we'll continue in with the article. So I don't bury the lead here. Uh, when the Supreme court legalized gay marriage, for instance, I don't recall older members of the LGBTQ community expressing bitterness that they hadn't enjoyed the right to marry in their youth. Now we all celebrated the decision as a big step on the road to greater equality. Um, I consider this a false equivalency. You cannot compare the L LGBT community to uh, student loan debt. I don't think, I really personally don't think that people choose to be lesbian, gay, bisexual, or trans, or whatever. Wouldn't a better parallel be, like, people in jail for, like, offenses that are now, like, not illegal? So, like, you know, people in Colorado that were in jail for, like, marijuana offenses, yeah, but now... I think that would be a better thing, better and uh, I would imagine that they, were, they would gripe. I feel like this is, this is, uh, I just don't think this adds up the way he thinks it does because people don't choose to be those things. And but what about people Thanksgiving? To go to college. What about people who are sitting here like, oh, well, Thanksgiving shouldn't be celebrated because this thing happened all these years ago. Well, he's talking about whenever all these years ago he was in college and he had to pay for it. Uh, same thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm not going to read much more of this article because it's very stupid, but it goes on to say, uh, same with student debt. The ever-rising cost of higher education has long worked as, as a barrier. Uh, get a copy editor, dude. Uh, to studies of lesser means and saddled others with crippling debt loads. I, I had to, per by the way, for those listening on the podcast, I had to fix his grammar there. 
the sentence literally reads, the ever-rising cost of higher education has long worked as a barrier to students of lesser means and saddled others with crippling debt loads. Um, the error is worked as a barrier. Get a copy editor. editor. You work for the New York Times, dude. You can't tell me they can't afford it. Um, back into the article, though. So black and Latino students have been disproportionately affected, and I would expect people who had experienced this hardship personally to applaud student debt reform. But your uncle is not the first person I've heard grumbling about it. Their takes seem to be, I suffered, why shouldn't you? No, that is not what they're saying. They're not saying, I suffered, why shouldn't you? They're saying, I made a decision... I dealt with the consequences, and I handled them appropriately. Why are you trying to skirt responsibility? That's what this article is about. This article is not, or this, this whole idea of student debt forgiveness is not about suffering. It is about owning up to your own responsibilities. You need to take responsibility for the decisions that you make. No one else in this world is responsible for the decisions you make. I don't care what your excuse is. When you make a decision, you are the sole person responsible. Period. End of story. End of discussion. Hold up. That's all I, I got to say. I'd story. like to present um, a, a slightly different view really fast. Um, so I think people who are saying that, you know, I suffered, so should you. Um, I think they're just as wrong as people who are like, I'm entitled to, free, you know, to like getting this debt wiped away. Um, but I... I, I disagree with both equally. Um, the only people I really don't disagree with on this are people who are simply taking current, uh, I guess, their, their, their current options into account. People who have student debt right now who aren't begging for this or anything and are just trying to plan for the future and that are no longer paying on their, their student loans and things like that because there's an option that that money is just going to go away anyway. Um, See, people like that, that's fine, okay? If, if you are just taking advantage of, of the best options you have right now, I don't fault you. But people who think that it's their right to get this taken away or things like that, and then people who think that no other people should suffer, I think you're both idiots. I think you're both wrong. Well put. <laughs> um, now we spent too much on this article, so let's go to the next one. Come. Pet Psychic says she communicated telepathically with Biden's dogs. Oh, God. The Daily, Beast, seen. the Daily Beast runs with it. The Daily Beast published a lengthy story on Friday about Beth Lee Crowther, a so-called pet psychic, who claims to have communicated telepathically with Democratic nominee Joe Biden's two pet dogs. According to the Daily Beast, Lee Crowther says her mind-to-mind -mind communication with Biden's two dogs, occurred on a British television show. When she was presented with a picture of them, the pet psychic said that the two dogs proceeded to give her insight into Biden as a person and how he would cover the country as president. Whoa, holy crap. You're telling me this, this, this person can communicate through things telepathically by seeing a picture? Dude, you should be working in, like, the defense sector. Like, you can just look, like, look at a picture of, like, a dictator and give us insight into his mind, you are really doing this wrong. Right, but apparently dogs speak English. Oh, which God. Which is why she communicate with them. Oh, man. Uh, the very first thing I got was that they were both very excited about moving to the White House. Lee Crowther told the Daily Beast, I had a real connection. 
I felt that excitement of theirs. They showed me that Joe Biden is very bonded to his dogs and had a real connection to them. They kept showing me that although he has rescued one of the dogs, the dogs feel in many ways they have rescued him. <gasps> wow. It's almost like it's bullshit. <laughs> Oh, Sometimes God. I don't know if this is like meant to be like a like I don't... Of like a fictional piece or if they're actually reporting on this as fact. I just it's some some it's it's teetering on the realm of I don't think this is possibly even considered fact. But look, there are uh, there are points where um, satire is indistinguishable from real news. Um, we're there. I don't think, yeah, I don't, I don't think that this is satire, though. Personally, this just seems like something somebody would legitimately do. But let me tell you, uh, Miss Lee Crowther, you were very close to being my idiot of the week, but unfortunately, you were beat out by two especially dense people, and we'll get into them next. Ooh, so, oh yeah, so L.A. County supervisor visited restaurant after voting for outdoor dining ban. <laughs> just this is just another case of democrat politicians being hypocrites so uh cool's restaurant visit occurred before the outdoor dining ban took effect wednesday evening los angeles county supervisor sheila cool visited an eatery in santa monica california last week just hours after she voted to ban outdoor dining at restaurants in the county due to covid19 uh safety concerns according to a report cool was seen dining outside at uh Il Forno Trattoria, an Italian restaurant near her house. Fox 11 Los Angeles reported. She had referred to outside dining as a most dangerous situation during an L.A. County Board of Supervisors meeting last Tuesday. This is a serious health emergency, and we must take it seriously, Cool said. The servers are not protected from us, and they're not protected from their other tables that they're serving at that particular time, plus all the hours in which they're working. Um... Cool's restaurant visit occurred before the outdoor dining ban took effect on uh, Wednesday evening. Managers at the restaurant told Fox 11's Bill Malugin that they didn't want to get involved, and a spokesperson for Cool provided the following statement. She did dine at Al Fresco at uh, Forno on the very last day. It was permissible. She loves El Forno, uh, has been saddened to see it. So many restaurants suffer from a decline in revenue. She ate there, taking appropriate precautions, and sadly will not dine there again until our public health orders permit. Cool's office did not immediately respond to Fox News' late-night request for comment. Uh, so, essentially, yeah, I was caught, and she doesn't even care. She doesn't even care. Uh, this, is, th this is some hypocrisy on another level. Uh, this is, I mean, this is obviously rule for thee and not for me. So... She obvious. says, "Yeah, she says that you can't dine out, and right before the ban takes effect, she goes and she dines out. Do you really think that this person is scared of COVID? I doubt it. They're using COVID as a power grab, uh, and that's why she's my runner-up for idiot of the week. Because holy hell, Sheila Cool, the level of cognitive dissonance that you have displayed here is astounding." Reminds I, me of the whole Rita Orr thing that, that people are bitching about now. Yeah, I just, I can't believe that you were this stupid. 
you know, the average person is really stupid. And then you got to remember that half of them are dumber than that. Um, and this does not give me hope for society. This makes me think, holy hell, we're damned. Wasn't it, uh, who, like, was it Newsom or some other politician that did that too? Like, ended up... Oh, yeah. Yep. Like... He's done it twice. He did it twice, and then he's like, oh, I had a lapse in judgment. It's like, no, you didn't have a lapse in judgment. You just didn't care. You're not scared of COVID. Yeah, you just didn't think you'd get caught, buddy. Like, good job. Good job. Um, And then, on to... Miss Golden Toilet Winner of the Week, Nancy Pelosi. My favorite person. God, I hate this woman. She is awful. Um, Pelosi on why, on why she will accept a smaller relief bill. It's okay now because we have a new president. Democrat House Speaker Nancy uh-huh. Pelosi. Yeah, hang on. Democrat House Speaker Nancy Pelosi said on Friday that she would work with Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell to pass a smaller coronavirus relief package which she deemed was now okay because we have a new president. What shifted in your opinion when the Problem Solvers Caucus had a much larger bill a few months ago, a reporter asked Pelosi. You did not like that piece of legislation. What has shifted now when they're on board with this piece that's come out in the Senate? Perhaps you missed what I said earlier. Joe Biden committed to ending and crushing the virus and had a Build Better America initiative, Build Back Better. Pelosi snapped back. A vaccine answered to our prayers, an answer to our prayers of 95% effectiveness in terms of Pfizer and Moderna, and there may be others coming forward. That is a total game changer, a new president and a vaccine. This has simplicity. It's what we've had in our bill, she claimed. It's for a shorter period of time, but that's okay now because we have a new president, a president who recognizes that we need to depend on science to stop the virus, a president who understands that America's working families need to have money in their pockets in a way that takes them into the future without any of the, con- without any of the contraptions, any of the other bills that the administration was associating itself with before. Hold on, hold on, hold on. She is losing it. Like, this is not reality anymore. Literally, just the sheer amount of hypocrisy that just happened. She is saying that Trump wasn't for all this stuff, yet whenever Trump was trying to push through an executive order that would have got the you know the payment or the uh, stimulus package through, that wasn't good. Whenever he was trying to help them negotiate, that wasn't good. Whenever he was trusting the science that was coming out that you just so happened to disagree with, that wasn't good. Whenever he was excited about a vaccine, that wasn't good. Whenever he was saying that a vaccine would help us get back to normal, you guys were like, oh no, we're, you know, we're going to need a minimum of like six more months to a year of lockdown because the vaccine won't be enough. What the hell, Nancy? <laughs> Do do you think people have the same demented and useless mind that you do that we can't remember what you said a month ago? Please, please retire. So what I read from this, I'm reading between the lines, mind you. So while this isn't literally what she said, I really do think this is what she means. Nancy Pelosi doesn't care about you. Nancy Pelosi just wanted to win. All that she wants is to win, okay? She doesn't care about you, me, anybody else in this country. The fact that she was able to stop Trump and the Republicans and everybody else from getting a COVID bill through to help Americans in need so she could win was all that mattered. 
And now that she has the perception that she has won, she is willing to negotiate finally. This, I can't think of any other way to describe this other than Nancy is evil. She's a supervillain. This is some supervillain type shit. Yeah. And I'm not talking like the cool supervillain like Megamind. All right. She's like uh, Dr. Evil. A total not, idiot. Not even that. She's 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 actual real life supervillains. Like this is some freaking like Joseph Stalin type BS. Like I get my way or people die. Yeah, Nancy is just awful. Um, you know, she should retire immediately. She should go and sit at her home in her multi million dollar mansion that she has somehow managed to afford on a public servant salary. With her fridge full of gelato. <laughs> right. Commercial fridge. Yeah. Right. It's look, I don't know if you consider this cognitive dissonance. Uh, she's just evil or maybe she's just demented or maybe it's all three. I don't know. But the point is, Nancy Pelosi is a terrible person and terrible for this country. Our country, every day that Nancy Pelosi remains in office is a detriment to our society. We need people who will negotiate, people who will come across the aisle and work together to make America the place that it is, to keep it wonderful. But Nancy doesn't care. She doesn't care. All she wants is power. She wants power, and she wants to win. And it doesn't matter what happens to me or you. Everyone who thinks America isn't great, this is the reason that, that you have doubts whether America is great or not. People like this who don't act for the people and act only in self-interest, uh, these these are the people that give you no voice, that make you think your vote doesn't matter, that make you think that you know the government's just evil and that we're not doing the right things. These are the people. This is sheer evil. And I, I know the saying is what, ne never attribute to malice what could be attributed to like ignorance or something like that or stupidity. This is malice. Um, th th this is complete malice. Like you can't have this kind of a consistent track record of doing things that are in line with what I would consider evil and, and not just be doing this on purpose. This is not ignorance. This is not stupidity, even though I think she is stupid. Um, it, this is, this blows my mind. People like this need to, need to be out. Yep. This is why we need term limits. Two terms, any office, no exceptions. I don't care. I really don't care and i understand that house terms are two years four years in office is plenty you know senators 12 office cool i'm fine with it because senates or the senate seats are six uh, six year terms cool with it you know i i you know president two four-year terms cool fine we need term limits on people like this um and Miss, Miss Pelosi, this this is why you win Idiot of the Week for me. You are the absolute dumbest sack of shit I have ever had the mispleasure of reading about or seeing. This is the like the like the malignant tumor that has attached itself to America. Please exactly. cut it out. So, uh, in your opinion, Preston, uh, before we close out the video, uh, who is your Idiot of the Week? Man, you always pick one for like for your number one that just gets me riled up. Like, I don't know if she's an idiot more than she is just like a dictator. So you know what? I'm not going to consider her the idiot of the week because I think she knows what she's doing. Um, the person who thinks that she can communicate 
with dogs through pictures. Um, please oh, take yeah, my golden uh... toilet award. That is that is just utter, <laughs> utter stupidity. And you know what? It's the kind of stupidity I like, though. It's, at least it's a cute dog. At least that's that that is an adorable dog. Oh, yeah, I love dogs. I've got dogs a husband. Great. She's pretty. Oh yeah, she's very needy though. Well, with that, I guess we will uh, we will close this video out for the day. So uh, if you've made it this far, like, comment, subscribe. Um, if you're on the podcast, uh, give us a follow. I'd greatly appreciate it. And uh, if you want to support the channel, uh, we have a subscribe star that will be linked in the uh, description box below. And uh, what we're going to be doing... Um, for the subscribe star, if you subscribe, uh, you'll get access to a weekly hangout uh, where you can just hop in our Discord and chat with us, or me, or Preston, or whoever happens to be on at the time. And uh, you'll be able to have a voice in uh, what stories we might decide to cover. So check it out if you like what we do and you want to support us. The money goes to, uh, it will go to making a studio. Uh, which at that point we will be able to host live guests and uh, we'll start doing live shows. So uh, I look forward to it. Uh, thank you all for watching. Thanks, guys, girls, circles, whatever you want to be. I love you. Purple. All. <laughs>